Hey, hey, Twisted listeners. Hi, it's our catch-up episode we haven't oh done in a while gosh. because yeah. my life has been a dumpster fire on after the train wreck. A dumpster fire after the train wreck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or on it. One or the other. I don't know. How are you doing? Uh, good. Doing well. Nothing to complain about. Do we want to talk about one of the episodes we're going to do with... Oh, yeah. I'm super excited. Um, If you are a listener, you probably have heard our episode with um, Aaron Luber. Mm -hmm. Aaron is literally the best. Let me just tell you what she did this week. So Aaron posted this post on LinkedIn that said... Job seekers, let's practice your DMs for hiring managers. uh, Direct messages on LinkedIn. The setup. Pretend you just applied to a job that I posted and I'm the hiring manager. FYI, I don't just play a hiring manager on LinkedIn. I'm also one in real life and I've led recruiting teams. Your mission. DM me as if I were the hiring manager. Do whatever you think makes sense to tell me about your application and stand out as a candidate. Then what? You send the DM. And I'll reply with a score of one, not good, to 10, amazing. Wow. And give you some coaching on the message. So what's the catch? How many freaking DMs is she going to get? Oh, my God. So that's the funny thing. She goes, uh, there isn't one. I see a lot of ineffective outreach strategy going on, and we need to fix that so you guys can go into 2024 ready to land a job. Okay, wait. Maybe the only catch is that depending on the number of people who DM, you might have to be patient with me for my reply. If you send a DM, you will get a reply for me. So here is the thing. Um, She did something very similar doing resume reviews back in 2022, which is how where I got her advice for like just from the kindness of her heart um, that literally landed, you know, led to me landing my job. So she's doing that now with DMs and she's just like the bomb.com. So anyway, long (laughs) story short or short story long, um, we were going to have somebody come onto the podcast and Aaron was going to provide help live. And I would say like live and on air, but by the time you hear it, it's a recording. Yes. But with some on somebody's resume um, for a transitioning teacher, guess the frick what? Mm-hmm. Guess whose resume we're doing? Yes. Kim's. And we we're doing it do because Kim's. I have a thick skin sometimes maybe. And I, I'm going to be your quintessential. I have a resume already made. It's our teacher resume, my teacher which resume. is what most people would have when yes. they're ready. Now, I think the typical go-to, and I'm sure we'll dive deeper into this when we actually do it, but the typical go-to would be to like change your objective yes, and not really change anything else. And so we're going to talk about that and we're going to fix Kim's Yes, and resume. I'm not leaving at so, this point, but... But you'll have a resume I'll if you decide to. And I so thought it would the- be good because... I've been in the job of what, 24 fucking years? Yeah. Well, and we also, yeah, we thought like, that's a lot to ask somebody to come in and be that transparent and have their resume ripped apart. In a nice way. Erin is very nice when she tells you, you don't need your NBCT certification on there. You're never going to let that go. I'm not. I I mean, I get it. I get it. But like, it was what I needed to do. It seems like a lot to ask somebody 
from the streets basically to bring their resume yeah. and get it. And I told Aaron, I'm like, guess what? And I told her and I said, so you can give all the good advice and I'll be snarky. And she's like, how snarky? Because you can't be snarky. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, I won't okay. be snarky. We can't be the Kim and Jen that well, we all know. So, <laughs> so I was like, all I really mean is that like when she's like, that when Kim's resume says I led 7,522 staff developments with a 100% approval rating that I'm going to go, of course you did. That's all. That's my snarky. Yeah, but I'm not going to have that. I'm giving my, my naked resume. Your naked resume. The one that just says lead, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Yep. And we're going to, I should, you know what I should do is put my row house experience on there just to throw it off just a little bit because I can lead a team outside of the school. I have my trusted teacher podcast ended up on my resume. Oh, that's a, you know what though? I am finding out that that is more and more of a skill set being on a podcast, running a podcast, planning for one. Mm-hmm. So there's that. It um, is. It's important. So that's that. Um, How are you? I mean, like you said, dumpster fire, train wreck. So I can talk a little bit more about it without it being a Debbie Downer. So my brothers had a court hearing. Um, one brother. Here. If you've been following along, this all ties back to Kim's elderly father. My, my dad got divorced about a year. Well, she filed for divorce December 26th, and I moved him up to New Jersey. He lost his house. He lost everything. Yep. Um, there was a power of attorney struggle, kind of like succession meets, I don't know, the meets Godfather and Yellowstone. Like, that's the way I'm seeing my family right now. Um, and so my brother... In New Jersey is power of attorney. My brother here didn't like that. So they fought, they fought, they fought. So I had to go to New Jersey last week because I was supposed to possibly testify about some things that I witnessed that the other brother was saying didn't happen. And I didn't have to testify because they finally settled at like the last minute they settled. And um, I did go to court. And here's, (laughs) here is just the, this is me. I had a nice dress on and heels. It's New Jersey. And um, I, I was staying in my brother's, like his his man cave in the basement with a blow up bed. And there's um, a little, th- there's a change between rooms. It's a step up. Well, I tripped on that, ripped my dress and peed myself a little because I'm 55, <laughs> almost 55. And I can't, I can't see without peeing. Was it after court though? No, it was before court. And my brother was in the midst of calling the fucking Uber. And I'm like sprawled out on the floor and I'm like, what now? Like, what do I do now? And I peed myself. Just a little, ladies, if you know what I'm talking about, if you sneeze and you're not expecting it, you tinkle a little, right? If if you have a, any kind of issue with your bladder. And I think mine is a little getting worse. I know that's a whole other, but it just, and I was sprawled out face down. And I'm just like, dude, why couldn't this happen later? I don't understand what is happening to me. So my dress I've had forever. I call it my court dress because I've worn it for years to various my husband's court hearings for his custody stuff. So I just go upstairs and ask my sister-in-law. They said, are you okay? I'm like, David, could you not ask my brother, please? Could you like, he's like, I called the Uber and he's just anxious. I said, oh, so I just got a shawl, put it over. And uh, where was your dress ripped at? It was, it was already a little slit on the side, but it just ripped up. It looked, it just ripped up higher. Like, like you were being a little too sexy for court. Oh, it was, yeah, yeah. It was like thought it went from like very 
professional to like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> it's kind of it went well, from one, one extreme to the other. So um, we sat in the court. The uh, it's called the victim's room. Um, and I just I feel badly because my other brother kind of screwed up a lot. And um, anyway, that's where I am. I feel a little sad about that, but it's over. Yeah, I and I can totally understand that. We are going to Asheville for my birthday. Because we have my stepdaughter the second week of the break, and we're going to go for a few days. And I'm looking. That's what I'm holding on to right now. Except, Will you be like there through Christmas? Probably. Yeah, we did that two years ago. But David had, was so sick the last time we went. So you and I were talking about. Now this is our catch up episode. We we will have. No, yeah, we're not talking about anything important. No. no. Well, we are so you because can, I mean, there, there's a woman that I want her to come on our. Our podcast. Her name is Julie, and she is about sixty, and she's a fashion. She's a fashion person, and she's phenomenal. And she talks about her being getting older, aging, making friends, and she's just got this really cool business on um, dressing to make yourself feel good. Um, so, I wanted her on the podcast, and it reminded me of how hard. I don't know if it's hard to make friends at this age, or or are women? Here's my question: Are women? more difficult to make in the friend zone at this age do you find because i i find that i don't compete and I, if you're my friend you're my friend for a lot like if you're my friend you're my friend if i call you friend i don't like to play little fucking games so see i guess i'm in like such a different situation where like i'm not out in the world needing to make friends anymore right like working no, from either. home working from home like i am there are people who I have made friends with that I consider friends for sure. Um, but like, it's just easy. If you click with someone, you're their friend. I just feel like, I think there's some dishonesty out there. Like, here's the deal. If you are, and this goes for all women, because I can't speak for men. If you don't like somebody, don't act like you like that person. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's true. There are plenty of people, like friends of my friends, that I run into sometimes that I'm like, they wouldn't be my friend, but I'm going to be nice to them while I'm here. Well, I guess I'm I'm really specifying a specific situation, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't talk about it. <laughs> no, you're right. I do pretend like they may not be somebody I would like have in a friend group, and I'm I'm polite and kind. Like but, they're not going to be in your friend text group. Hell, hell no, no, no. But like um, you end when you end up at the same place as them, you can be kind. Yes, I'm not saying be an asshole. I'm just saying like if you are a woman, a person, and even if it's a, a work situation, if you don't like somebody, either just don't try to befriend them and get into their world, or just be just like you know, be okay, be kind. Hi, good morning have a good day or don't ignore somebody when they walk into the building after you've been gone three days. A friend told me this story. Mm. No. So anyway, I want to know what people think about making friends. Now, if you have a friend, I just think at this age, I have, I have like people I've known for years and years. You're one of them. I've got two other friends I went to college with. I've got a few other people that I've taught with. Um, anyway, I'm just, people can just, be your friend though and not talk to you for like 10 years. Like same. we did. Yeah. And it was, it was just life. Like we mm -hmm. lived in two very different states and yeah, it was not, but I wasn't we were not your friend. We were inseparable pretty much when we were teaching together. Like 
If we, we were. If we weren't at home, we were together somehow. And I was thinking yes. about that the other day. Like we rode to school together. Yeah. And we went to. We became my commutative property exam- <laughs> example yeah, every time did. I taught math. You know, <laughs> because we commuted together. And, and even if we changed seats, we would still end up in the same place. I mean, <laughs> the hypothetically, of- <laughs> hypothetically, if Jen drove or if Kim drove, although I seem to remember you drove more, but that may not be true. I think I did. I think you did too. I don't know why. I don't know what the hell happened there. I hope I gave you gas money or something. I don't, and didn't just mm-hmm. ride with you. I don't have any recollection though. I like am forgetting details like I know something happened but then I can't tell you any of the ins and outs of what happened does that is that just happen with age like it's not something I necessarily need to remember but like now I can't think of any examples which like just feeds right back into it but there was something that I'm like I know this happened but I don't remember any of the specific details oh right like I was like when I was 21, I got a flat tire when I was driving in Orlando. And I remember it was like the first time I really, like, there was nobody available to come rescue me for, like, I yes, called my I dad that. from a payphone. Mm-hmm. I remember. And, Not that I was with I, you, but I remember that moment where I knew that nobody was going to come and help me. And I was like, Dad, my I have a flat tire. And he's like, okay, you can take care of it. And I'm like, Mm-mm. but what do you mean? And I, that came to my memory because yesterday Brooke's car got towed from her apartment complex oh. and my instinct was to, to like rescue. And I stepped back and was like, that sucks. That's like, hard for me. I, I think I still, yeah. So, so that happened, but then I was trying to think about my 21 year old self, like think back to that. And I have no, I know I handled it. But I have no recollection of how I handled it. Yeah. Like, I don't remember if I changed the tire myself. I don't, to the spare. I don't remember if I called a tow truck. I don't remember. Like, I have no recollection of how I handled it, just that I had to handle it. Isn't that weird? Yes, it's very weird. We've got um, our spirit week coming up for the holidays. <laughs> um. Because hey, nothing, friend, nothing is better than high school and middle school students who are taking finals that matter a lot, especially high school students, and letting them dress like elves or twins or whatever. Teacher winter countdown. So day one, um, there was a surprise teacher treat, but I wasn't there. And so I don't know oh. what it was. Day two, dress as your favorite holiday character. Missed that one. Um, day three is sweet and salty mix and match with some yummy trail mix snacks. I would have thought that this would be better for a nice teacher to mix with a salty teacher and then sweet and salty. (laughs) I don't know. That's just my take. Does it just mean mix and match and don't match your clothes like mismatch day? Just, I think they gave some treats. Oh, that's stupid. I mean, that's nice that they gave treats. Polar Express was the fourth. Oh my God. I hate that movie with all of the holiday pajamas. I, I know. You say, listen, you want to trigger a trauma response in an elementary school teacher, just say Polar Express. That's all you got to say, especially if you've been teaching for 10 years or more. That will put you over the edge quicker than anything, even more than a fire drill. 
a lockdown and a tornado drill all in the same minute. Um, you could say to me, would you rather your class watch the Polar Express or have every emergency drill stacked on top of each other? And I would choose drill. the emergency drills. Yeah. Um, pancakes was the fifth. Admin make pancakes. And tomorrow they're making, they, they, they have admin doing a lot, which I think is kind of cool. Um, admin's making cookies tomorrow. Let it go. Um, bundle up in something warm. Well, it's like 40 degrees, so that's going to happen anyway. Then our PBIS team, we're, we're uh, giving out treats. Tacky sweater is the ninth. Stripper Santa sweater's coming out. Um. Then there's join a photo booth. Join us at a photo booth and enjoy a warm cup of hot cocoa. Luncheon. They did get us some nice sweatshirts and, and caps, though, I will say. I'm going to say that nothing makes me feel more like a Scrooge than fake joviality at, an, at a school. Mm -hmm. I'm an asshole, though, today. Be bright. I'm wear your favorite holiday colors. And if I'm going to wear my elf outfit. That will be fun. It's good. I mean, you said last year that you wanted to be more involved when they did things like this. Plus, when you really love the person and the people who are trying to put it together and they're stressed out about it, I feel like, you know, I need to I need to put a foot forward except so, for the person who. Yeah. Yeah, that person. So one thing uh, that we have noticed in our um because we've had, what, like six interviews already. We have a couple more We have a left. lot, yeah, yeah. So, but one thing that seems to be consistent, administrators, if you're listening, is that in people's stories about their burnout from teachers, that when they started, they immediately didn't just teach whatever grade. They were also the student council president and head of cheerleading and like had... 72 extra responsibilities put onto their plate, yes. which burned them out. Like that was a consistent message across all of the interviews. So. Well, I would really, really like to interview some more administrators to see how much their hands are tied in these situations. Oh, I'll put a message out. Let's see if we yeah. can get, make and that I happen. Because I think, I think, you know, whenever I talk to an administrator, especially, and I've said this before, if it's somebody that I work with who's getting into admin and I'm working, a dear friend of mine is getting into admin and um, she actually had me go for her resume a couple of times. Um, and they want to get in the classrooms. They want to affect change, but that shit doesn't happen. They're not. So what if we find, cause I probably don't have access to administrators that are still in the classroom and they probably wouldn't talk. But mm -hmm. if we get a couple of administrators who have just left the classroom, mm -hmm. I can get us some of administrators who not left the classroom, but left the school system. Yeah. I've got a couple Let's of people, contacts on, on TikTok. Um, and one so of them was trying to open up conversations about what they can do better. So I, I will invite her. Perfect. Also, I I think we're going to be doing a series with teachers who it might not be the right time for them to leave right now, yes. but they're kind of starting to think about it. So what can they do in this meantime to A, make what they're doing at school better for them? Yes. And at the same time, do something that's going to help them in the future if they do still want to transition. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. So we have a lot coming. I'm going to do a 180. 
I don't know what award Jennifer Lopez just won. Okay. Okay. Can we please, you know, we haven't talked about this for a while. So here we go. This is our celebrity news. Okay. What do you call the thing she was wearing? Okay. Jen sent me. See, first of all, I sent Jen a TikTok. She did. And I love this lady. She sent me a TikTok Um, of somebody else bashing J-Lo. It was freaking phenomenal. it, It was. And I got this picture of something that JLo is wearing. So now, so it sounds like, so JLo is I've, all big like on a- not aging and she's got the JLo cream, the goop. I call it goop because Gwyneth Paltrow has a skincare line and she's got an eating, a major eating disorder and she gets IVs. If you have to have an IV every single day, maybe you should eat better, like more nutritious food. That's just another Gwyneth Paltrow issue I have. Um, but, and she's going to grace the cover of our ad. And and so what she's got a, a cool like skirt. It's a little long. And then she's got what looks like maybe um, you know the hood of a car, like the front <laughs> of your car, and it's blue, and she's got under boobs showing. She does indeed have under boobs showing. I mean, I it's okay to show your boobs, but I just never I never I think maybe more cleavagey. It, what the, uh, the, the problem is she's trying not to show that she's aging. And I know right now that if I push my boobs up and together, it is not, it's, there's, there's now wrinkles on my skin. But nobody be looking at your wrinkles. They would. No, they, they're, they're on my at chest. Your boobs. Men mm. don't look at, they look at your boobs. People no, look at they're boobs. not, is it, they're if not it's as a woman, full and attractive. Mm-mm. Women nope. will look at the shit. The men don't care. So I'm thinking that she was like, "Mm, if I, to have sexy ass cleavage, it doesn't look as good anymore, but my under boob is still sexy. (laughs) I don't know. If I, if I dared walk out of my Although let's face it, her, her chest is not going to have wrinkles because it's all been redone. Who let her out of the house? Did Ben, did Ben look at her, put his cigarette down and say, (laughs) hey, Hey, he took a last puff. Put the cigarette out because we all know he's still smoking. Watch the shit on the floor because he doesn't clean up the dog poop anymore, I guess. And looked at her and said, hey, babe, you look amazing. I would hope that if something in my brain made me think that this was a good idea, that my husband would say, Kim, even if she was 20 years old, if Serena came out, I'm like, dude, darling, you're beautiful. But I don't know about that, that chrome hood of a car that you're wearing on your body. I don't know. And she looks very uncomfortable. No, I'm sure it's not comfortable. It probably digs into her underboob every time she like sits or moves or got to keep the it, just the right amount of underboob. And it, there can't be like, because if not, there's slippage, right? Gravity mm-hmm. and all that shit. So just, just uh, it can't be comfortable. So here's what I think is missing. And I could be wrong. Please don't come at me. I feel like Madonna was an icon and she went out into the world and did things to make the world a better place. I, I think I a J-Lo would not be a J-Lo if it weren't for Madonna. But like Madonna went, I feel like she was like a big humanitarian and maybe I'm making shit up now. I don't know. And can we also talk about Dolly Parton? People being like Dolly Parton. And I'm like, oh my God, did you see her? She was 77 Let's years old and she Dolly rocked. Yeah. She rocked the hell out of that Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. We kind of talked about it in our episode that's coming out, that has come out. I don't remember which one, but we talked quickly about Dolly Parton. Dolly admits to adding to herself with things that are not real. 
And she's always been transparent about it, 100%. The thing is, is J-Lo is acting like all of her youth is through her skincare. And that's, that's my problem. If she said, look, I got a little Botox here. I got a li- lift here. You know? Yeah. To me, that's a difference for me. Go ahead and admit it because I don't care. I don't care what injections, whatever the hell you get. Knock yourself out. But don't make it look like you're aging differently than everybody else. Mm, Tech everlasting. Mm -hmm. So with Dolly, you know how hard it is for those Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders to even get near that that costume uniform? I mean, it is. And the thing is, and here's, here's kind of where I am on that. It is a hard job to get because they Mm. body shame they make they tell all the girls to lose weight they tell all the girls they need to diet they really it's really pretty toxic yeah yeah so for dolly at 77 to get on stage in the outfit that is coveted by so many people and to fucking rock it yeah me was a fuck you to the whole industry of the cheerleader. Her walk. shorts were a little longer than the actual cheerleaders, she as they should be. Suit but... on. People are like, "Oh, look at her neck." You can tell she's seventy. She's not pretending not to be seventy-seven. This woman, no, knows she's seventy-seven. Age, yeah, and she's gotten stuff done, and and that's the difference. Like if J Lo is is happy in her skin, then you know it's okay. It's okay. I just the outfit she had on. I think she is a beautiful woman, and I think I just I'm not sure what the what the logic was. Do you know what I wanted to be when I grew up, when I was like six? Every, no. A Dallas Cowboy cheerleader and president of the United States and president of the United States simultaneously. I wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader too. I think, and that's the thing when Dolly did it, I mean, hope that, see, that's where my my mindset went. Like the toxic, toxic world of that. Cause there was a, um, there's a show out about the Dallas Cowboy cheerleader tryouts and I, I, I'm just mortified because a girl weigh like two pounds more, and mm-hmm. they're like, "You look, you don't look good in your uniform. You need to lose weight." I mean, I'm just like, "Holy shit!" So yeah. th- there will anyway. That's my take on that. Oh, I did watch a little bit of Abbott's Elementary on. Oh my god, what a stupid show! Um, and I think we're in the minority of people who feel like it's a stupid show. Um, maybe I just think it's a t- stupid show, and I, I mean, but I don't. I don't think shit like that does anything for the public's perception of education. Well, is there some truth layered in there? Yes. Some. The principal is over the top. I've never met a principal that inept. We had a principal who got a really (laughs) bad review. Like she was reamed up one side down the other. Let me tell you, this woman, she would wear like very expensive shoes. Jimmy, like top to bottom. But she wasn't connecting to the community. And so she got in trouble because she, she brought us. Were you in that meeting when she showed us her her bad reviews? And then, I think so. Yeah. And I thought it was like no principal's ever done that. I thought it was fantastic. But she got in so much trouble for doing that. Oh. And she's like, how can I do better? Very self-reflective. Yeah, she was. She, right, so, she was not connecting with the community. But she was also following in footsteps. Of someone nobody could come in and compete with. No. No one. No. All righty. Well, we are getting ready to um, do another interview. Yeah, I'm so excited. I've been having fun talking to all these different teachers. Um, All right, everybody. We hope you have a good day and stay twisted. Bye.